morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. What's going on, 1.37 p.m. family? Thank you for getting your day started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin. I am thrilled to be hosting today. Today is Thursday, August 11th. 2022. This is from our live recording on Twitter Spaces on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. We have stories in gaming, we have stories in style, entertainment, sports, and more. So joining me today for 7:31 a.m., Elton Jones, Charlie Colebrenner. Gentlemen, how's our week been? My week's been pretty good, actually. We got a lot of good stories up. Um, we're gonna talk about it a little bit. One of our writers, also JL Rucker, who's also an expert host who comes onto this show frequently. Um, who is flying right now. She put up a really sick story, this interview she did with Steph Curry and Snoop Dogg a few days ago, which go check it out if you haven't read it yet. Um, It's an epic story. Uh, Got some fun profiles in the works for style. It's been a good week. Elton, what about you, man? Doing great, Charlie. You know me and Bo, we're like wrestling nerds. This is what you would call a triple threat. Charlie, welcome to the stable, my friend. This is a big deal. Dang, yeah, wait. Yeah, this is a big deal. This is, I guess, yeah, for, I think this is maybe the first time we've had three hosts on all at once, right? Is it? Or no? think so well god bless (laughs) well i'm I'm excited to do today's show and as you know most of our listeners probably know we start every episode with a birthday anniversary of some variety i was providing uh a couple more um ideas for birthdays it is chris hemsworth's birthday so we were talking about maybe ranking our favorite thor movies it is joe rogan's birthday today maybe we discuss some of our favorite joe rogan podcast episodes i got a big old no on both of those ideas, and <laughs> Charlie was so enthusiastic about this anniversary, Elton was right there with them, that they decided, no, this is the one we'll be doing. So, on this day in 1991, three classic Nick Tunes debuted on the same day, Doug, Rugrats, The Ren and Stimpy Show. Charlie, Elton, I, I would love to contribute here to this intro, to this opening of the show. I got nothing for y'all. I watched a little bit of Rugrats growing up, but kind of just missed my wave I'm, I'm gonna have to let you two kind of take over this one what does this show mean to you I, I, first of all it's crazy just that these three shows all aired on literally the exact same day in 1991 i feel like they're three of the most iconic nickelodeon shows from our youth um for me rugrats i think i was just talking to one of our producers about it like i think being part of like jewish american culture in the u.s there was something about rugrats that was so i i it was the most like i felt reflected in any cartoon i'd seen up to that point um just the way that they coded these characters was so similar to my family. Um, Stu Pickles, the father, was like... There were just so many ways that I saw my family reflected in Rugrats, which I just loved so much. Um, I also loved Chucky. His friend was such a sweet, wonderful little character. My name's Charlie, and so I always had a little bit of a parallel with Chucky. Um, and then also something we were joking about is that, like, for me, I obviously, like, was Jewish, so I had heard the story in other realms. But my first like major introduction to the Passover story, which is arguably the most well-known story in Judaism, um, was totally through the Rugrats episode, where they do where they tell the Passover story with the Rugrats characters. Like when I think about the Passover story, when we have a Seder and we tell it, a lot of the time the like the visuals that are jumping into my mind of the story are those of the Rugrats in it, and I just. That show rules. That show is a huge part of my childhood. Elton, what, what what do these shows mean to you when you think about, you know, on this day in 91, all three were released on the same day? Well, for me, Rugrats has one of the best uh, animated intros of all time. Doug, I'll always support because my man was stuck in the friend zone forever. Then all of a sudden, Patty Main is like, you know what, fam? You've been there since day one. You my man now. So shout out to Doug for finally getting the win. 
Ren and Stimpy, for better and for worse, shaped my entire childhood outlook on just comedy as a whole. Just real dark, weird, and twisted. The Shout out to my pops, man. He bought me the old orange tapes back in the day that Nickelodeon used to drop about like three episodes per tape. Ren and Stimpy turned me into a just a kid that got his house called every night by the teachers. So thank you, Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> thank you so much for shaping my entire being. <laughs> that is such a funny way to characterize Ren and Stimpy. I love hearing The enthusiasm for this intro is really hard to match right now. And this is why I couldn't go with any of the other options. You two were just like, no, 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 no. This is what we're, this is what we're doing to start today's show. So that's great stuff, guys. Thank you for the intro. Elton, our first story is over in gaming. You're our gaming guy. Talk to me. Break us down a little bit. What's going on over here with Splatoon 3? Gaming. So basically... I'll always get super hyped whenever a new Nintendo Direct live stream presentation pops up. We got one yesterday. Its main focus was on the September 9th release of Splatoon 3. A whole bunch of details about the game's story mode, its multiplayer, and a whole lot more were delivered during this latest Nintendo Direct. So, the story mode. It's been named Return of the Mammalians. Agent 3 is the main character. She happens to be the latest recruit of the new Squid Beak Splatoon. She has to take on this whole Octarian army alongside her little buddy named Small Fry. Amazing name for a little, you know, second in command, you know what I mean? Now, Turf War. That's going to come back as the game's main multiplayer component. Two teams of four compete to ink the most turf on these, like, wide maps within a three-minute time limit. Those are always fun. I can't wait to hop back into that. Salmon Run is also back. It's pretty much like a horde mode. Plus, there's going to be a new competitive card battling game. It's called Table Turf Battle. Can't wait to play that, too. Beautiful. Elton, thank you, brother. I appreciate the little breakdown over there. Is there a single component that you're like particularly excited about? I mean, I know you were talking about the, you know, you want to ink the turf right the most. I don't know if it's not like capture the flag style gameplay, but I think they have a name kind of like that. Yeah, it's pretty much where like the two teams that just have their own colors of ink, like say purple versus like lime green. Yep. And you just plant ink all over the map. And people who try to, the other team may try to swim in your color. It slows them down. When you swim in your own color, it speeds you up. Very cool take oh. on just like traditional multiplayer. So it's pretty much like, I'd say, like paintball to the extreme. Okay, okay. I'm picking up what you're putting down a little bit. We're going to move on over into style. Charlie Colbrenner, you are up. And, and this is a bummer. Big legacy passing away. Talk to me. What's going on? Fashion. Yeah, so this is, um, as we talked about on the podcast, when people pass away, I try to view it as a celebration of their life. Um, and one of my favorite people in all of fashion passed away earlier this month. It was announced on uh, Tuesday that he had passed away. Um, the Japanese designer Issei Miyake passed away at the age of 84 earlier this month. Um, and <clears throat> for a lot of people who are really into fashion, they know the name super well, um, just because of how embedded in, in fashion culture he has been over the past 50 years. But something that's really interesting about him is that I think that even people who don't follow fashion actually are very familiar with a lot of his work. Um, two main things. One of them is that Steve Jobs' iconic black turtleneck that he wore every single picture we've ever seen of him from the 2000s was actually... I always thought it was just like this random black turtleneck off the rack from somewhere, but it was actually this turtleneck designed by the designer Issey Miyake. Um, Steve Jobs had initially wanted to create a corporate uniform for Apple employees based on a series of uniforms he saw that Isemiyaki had designed for Sony employees. Uh, and the Apple staff did not like that idea, said, no, 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 we don't want to do that. So instead, Steve Jobs was just like, I love your the work. Um, could you design some turtlenecks for me? 
Um, and he designed the iconic turtleneck. He made a hundred of them, apparently. Steve Jobs had a hundred. Um, and he wore them every single day for the rest of his life. And if you look at the turtlenecks now, actually, it's like you can tell that they're actually this really interesting design. They're not just a plain turtleneck. It has this interesting center seam going down the middle. Um, and it's like more of like a futuristic kind of interesting fashion turtleneck than you would maybe think at first. Um, and then the other thing that Issey Miyake did, which is just so amazing from people for from a perspective of being into fashion, also being into technology, is he created this new sort of fabric uh, throughout the 80s and early 90s, this pleated fabric that would go on to be the main fabric used in his line, Pleats Please, which is um, still like such a mainstay of a lot of people's wardrobes who are into high fashion. People view it as one of the most innovative fabric innovations of the 20th century um because it's just like it's really like go and look look up some please please pieces after this or we posted an instagram where you can see some of them and i actually wrote an article about it as well and the main idea with this from like a technological perspective was that you can create a piece that is formal because the pieces do look very formal because they have sort of these ruffles and they're beautiful but the pleats please pieces kind of never look wrinkled you can wear them every single day and because of how pleated it is the pleats won't fall out um and the way that they do that is they they cut and sew the pieces and then they create a million folds in the pieces. They put paper between them and they heat it to create the like hundreds and hundreds of pleats. And so I have a couple of the pieces and it's so amazing because there are these pieces that are like exceptionally formal. Like the pants look like slacks, like they're beautiful, um, but you can kind of just like wear them all day and not worry about it. And they never get visibly wrinkled. And it's really cool. Beautiful. Charlie, thank you for the breakdown over in style. Entertainment. This is a bummer. Everyone knows the breakfast club. We got a sad tweet yesterday. Ellen, what's going on? I know you're a huge fan of the show, man. Yeah, so, Bo, yesterday I'm just scrolling through my phone, just chilling, just looking for some, like, gaming topics to cover. And then all of a sudden, Angela Yee tweets, The Breakfast Club, as you know it, is officially over. I'm sweating. I'm having a panic attack. Today, I go on the YouTube channel for The Breakfast Club, and I see what the explanation is. So, basically, Angela Yee is getting her own show, radio show, pretty much, and she's going to be starting in the fall. Also, I believe her podcast lip service is going to be like broadcast nationally. So that's pretty cool for her, too. So shout out to Angela Yee getting a big opportunity. She's been doing, you know, radio for a while. And it's kind of funny. She actually worked for the Wu-Tang Clan at one point. So it's kind of like a degree of separation deal there. So basically, um, Charlamagne the God, DJ Envy, Angela Yee, they're the Breakfast Club. They're going to be still broadcasting together until the fall. Then Angela Yee will leave and do her own thing. So we're still going to have the Breakfast Club in a different form. It's going to be like a two-man group pretty much with Charlemagne the God and DJ Envy. So New York radio listeners, you know, heartbroken over the whole ordeal. Deezus and Samero, they break up. The Joe Budden Show, break up there. Now the Breakfast Club, it's like we can't have anything nice these days, man. It's just, ah. Uh. Anyways, Angela Yee, congrats to you. Charlemagne and Envy, they're going to hold down the fort. One of the most hilarious, you know, daytime uh, more, well, morning radio shows I listen to every morning. It's my it's my my personal podcast. It helps me just just operate in the morning, man. So shout out to everyone, especially Yee. We'll see what happens, guys. Hopefully no more breakups. 7.31 a.m., we're never going to break up. We're going to be here forever. <laughs> Agreed. No, 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 no. That's funny. That's funny. Elton, it, it is a bummer, man. This is a show I listened to a lot growing up as a kid. And, like, honestly, I felt like as I was trying to, like, learn more about pop culture as I got older and older, like, I went to the Breakfast Club's YouTube to get all of it, whether it was like iconic interview moments um, yes. that went off the rails because Charlemagne's asking some wilding out shit on the show before he <laughs> Oh Tria, y'all. Yeah, and he was he was I mean there was a period of time he was really wilding on on the Breakfast Club. And that changed <laughs> a few years back, but 
yeah, man, this is a bummer because this was a truly great show. And I, in like, from an outsider's perspective, this is part of like New York City's, you know, pop culture for the last decade or two. Like, this has been a big part of the heartbeat and the pulse of New York City. So, certainly a bummer, but uh, I'm excited to hear that all three of them will be continuing to do radio in some capacity. Sports. Our last segment for today's show is over in sports. A lot of NBA players been playing in some pro-ams, running around the country, trying to play in different leagues. I've told my story on the show about catching Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard during the NBA lockout. This offseason, it certainly felt like a lot of players are playing in pro-ams. And Charlie was like, well, Charlie, what were you saying before the show? Yeah, I mean, the thing that kicked it off for me was that, and this is sort of a tragedy as a Knicks fan, was that like earlier this week, uh, three of the Knicks stars, Obi Toppin, Jalen Brunson, who just joined the squad, and Julius Randle played at the Pro City NYC play, uh, playoffs, and they all played all right. Um, Obi had 25, Jalen Brunson had 24, Julius Randle had 18, but they lost by 13 points, and I just... Also, uh, starters, right? Yes! Like these are not three guys off the bench from three different teams. These are three starters for the New York Knicks. We also saw John Collins and Trey Young play in the Drew League. And if it makes you feel any better, Charlie, Trey Young, John Collins, they they all, they lost two in the Drew League game. So I don't know what is it with NBA No, players. I know. The thing about that Trey Young, John Collins game was that it was like a nail biter though. You know, like they lost by like two points, yeah. like somebody like hit a big shot or something versus like the Knicks losing by 13 just means like they were the worst team. You know, which is nightmare. I know. If we're going to talk about Trey Young and John Collins, we also got to talk about then in another league. I actually am not sure exactly what league it was in, but the three of them, uh, Trey Young, John Collins, and new teammate DeJounte Murray, uh, had this highlight that's like the most viral highlight I think I've seen in the offseason where Trey Young went off the glass to DeJounte Murray, who then went off the glass again to John Collins for the dunk. And that was totally, that was pretty epic. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love to touch a rim someday, <laughs> totally. you know? <laughs> that would be cool. It is cool. <laughs> That'd be cool. I, I can touch cool. a rim, but like I'm one of the worst basketball players of all time in my whole Jones clan. So, yeah, just just don't choose me to do anything on the court, guys. You know, I'll hold my hand up for like an hour, and yeah, that's, that's all I do. That was pretty tall. I'm pretty tall too, and Bo knows this. I finally, I've been working, and I finally can dunk now for the first time in my life. And it's, uh, I won't lie to you, Bo. It's nice. It's pretty epic. It's not not epic. Yeah, I'm outrageously jealous. You, like, you just have no idea the rage that just burns through my body when I see people dunk and I'm just like god that that must must be nice I'm trying to be like you my boy well Charlie Elton thank you for uh joining me today for 7 31 a.m beautiful stories over in style gaming sports and entertainment and that will be it for today's episode for more details on these stories and more let's head to 137pm.com follow 137pm on all socials Hop into our Discord. That's where you can chat with us, be part of the community. Every Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern time, we've been doing these Twitter spaces. They are lots of fun, filled with laughs. We will be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious.